Play that funky music, white boy. Someone roll the intro. I forgot how my own intro went. girlies girlies is all encompassing guys gals gays non-binary friends how are you guys doing today we have a solo pod episode we love a solo pod episode where it's just you know my rambling chaotic mind thoughts things that live rent free just in my noggin in my noggin boggin in my brainium cranium but today's solo episode is actually a little bit more organized because i want to come prepared for you guys it's been i think almost two weeks since our last or no it's been was today today is the 17th so it's been over two weeks since our last episode which i apologize because i literally told myself i want to be so super consistent with rachel profiling because i love talking to you guys but i had a few episode you know confusions nevertheless let's get into it last episode was election night where levi and i literally just unpacked levi my roommate happy trans awareness week especially specifically to mr leroy cooper leroy ireland cooper anyways nevertheless read up educate learn uh, be inclusive and just make sure that you are aware and supportive of trans rights and trans issues to be the best ally you can be it takes what like two minutes to read through a little infographic you see on instagram but it is so fun to be educated and to be able to help people in other communities and just when i mean say help i mean that you are being an active voice to support them read fantastic books like redefine reels by janet mock which i'm reading for my class right now and she is a transgender woman there are great videos uh short clips that are like five minutes of janet talking or just interviews all that to say happy trans awareness week all love all support we need to support especially our black transgender sisters because there is an increasing incredible horrid death rate amongst that community and i won't dive too deep into it today but i just wanted to make sure that we are all aware of that and that we are educating ourselves and being the best allies we can be so Anyways, nevertheless, hope you guys are doing good. Last episode, like I was saying, was with Levi, and it was a hoot, to say the least, um, where we just hadn't talked to each other for the whole day, and we just cried independently in our two rooms because we were so stressed. But guess what? Biden won. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I wish I had a soundboard right now. Anyways, now the work is just beginning, as we like to say, I guess. I don't know, man. It's I took... It's weird to say, like, I took a break. I guess it's, like, I laid off as heavy as I usually am about politics when it comes to conversations with my friends because I let myself celebrate for the day. And then I was like, oh, but there's so so many issues with Kamala because she's a little transphobic and, you know, with certain Joe Biden policies that I don't agree with and uh, just this whole thing coming back to my mind where it's, like, you can be a Democrat and, like, how we said in Tasia's episode, excuse me, I thought I was a burp. Racism is universal, and you know what almost scares me more is Democrats, liberals, who claim to be super 
um, politically aware, socially aware, but then they still throw on so many microaggressions because, you know, they're like, it's this weird sense of immunity because, oh, I vote for Biden so I can't be racist amongst certain Democrats, which just, it it's so disheartening because it's like you'd think they take the time to read up and be more empathetic and more considerate of what they're saying to people who are part of these discourse communities. Anyways, I promise this whole episode isn't going to just be me talking about politics and whatnot. Tea break. I just wanted to check in in general. It is November 17th, 2020, and girl, let me tell you, we have come a long way. First of all, hope you guys are all doing well. Hope you are staying safe, and because I know, you know, COVID rates uh, kind of be acting up right now. Boston doubled within, I think, a week to a th- from like 1,000 cases a day to 2,000 cases a day. Not fun, not cute, not quirky, not sexy. Um, so I've been pulling up to Faneuil Hall at work with a face shield because there are tourists there. And for what? What do y'all want to see in Boston anyways? The clam chowder and racism? Okay. <sighs> Sorry, another tea break. My voice has been getting a little hoarse lately, but I think it's because it's been dry outside because I feel completely fine and, you know, we're just playing it safe, getting COVID tested tomorrow for funsies. So, like I was saying, let's reflect. Da-da-da-da. Oh, actually... Uh, I don't know if y'all watched, I was a PBS kid growing up, so, um, Arthur was my shit. Let's have a, let's have a flashback moment. Where was Rachel, sorry, where was Rachel a year ago today? A year ago today, well, first of all, today I'm doing pretty good. Um, this week has been, you know, I've been in this state lately where I'm like, whoa, it's already another week because you know what today is Tuesday next thing you know it's Wednesday which essentially means the middle of the week and then next thing you know it's Friday and you're like whoa it's the weekend Eh, how fun and fresh but then guess what it's the end of the weekend and it's Sunday and it's a whole new week and time just keeps going and it just doesn't stop and you know what I'm kind of tired and being a student is especially hard right now and I see this discourse on Twitter (laughs) I see this discourse like I'm talking in some academic setting girl it's the bird app I mean we all know that all of us are just we're just all like (laughs) at least my Twitter feed it's just a bunch of complaining leftists So, but it's kind of nice and comforting to see that we all are struggling a little bit right now in regards to school because I saw a tweet that was like, I don't know how these professors expect us to not turn things in late, go over in a panty. And I was like, oh, they're so right. They're so right. We are in a panty. Um, But nevertheless, uh, this whole week for Rachel has been about self-discipline because I've been a little frivolous in regards to my spending because I'm like, oh, I work at Urban Outfitters. I can, I might as well buy some clothes since I have the money because I worked so hard this weekend. But next thing I know, I've bought like five things of boba within the week and two new clothing items from Urban and I'm down the hole again. But sorry, I keep looping back and forth. Actually, I shouldn't apologize. That's another thing I've been thinking about lately. Why is it so ingrained in women specifically this can happen for anyone but I think for a lot of girls we have a tendency to apologize a lot and for me obviously I catch myself doing it not as often as I used to which is vast improvements but I wonder why do we always feel the need to apologize when we could you see these things where it's like replace um sorry I was late to thank you for waiting for me something like that and I think that's such an important mindset shift which is another thing I've been working on when it comes to body image because I had 
some body image issues lately, but also um, it was my time of the month. I'm just way too open on this podcast and I don't care who listens. Maybe I'll have to go censor a few episodes later when I try to become a teacher. But more than anything, I think it's really nice to be open and share and just share my life with you guys. But this week I got, <laughs> I got body shamed on Instagram. What's that about? <laughs> if it's not the Kung flu, it's another thing. So, <clears throat> pardon me. We'll go back to that. Let's talk about where I was a year ago today. I'm sorry. Actually, thank you for listening. For listening to my brain ramble jamble. But November. I think November was a really pivotal point in time for me as a freshman in college. Because, you know, we had already been through two months and I was trying to get settled still. I was still trying to find my friend group and especially moving cross-country for school from Texas to Berkeley and in Boston and not necessarily knowing anyone besides one friend here, not having that solid friend group from home I could rely on. It was very hard and living off campus my freshman year, which we've talked about a multitude of times on Rachel Profiling, it just, it was a little bit more of a struggle to make friends and find that certain friend group, if that makes sense, just to find a sense of community is a good way to put it. So, On this day a year ago, one of my best friends from home, Sarah, popped into town because she lives in New York. And we had a great time. We only had like less than 24 hours. I think it was like 16 hours because she came to go see an AJR concert in Boston. So then she waited until like 7 a.m. the next day and we just pulled an all-nighter hanging out. And I don't know if it was the sleep deprivation or just me being really sad because I had felt so alone at this point. In college and I know it's different for everybody and I know especially now there are probably so many more struggles being a freshman in college when it comes to trying to build a community when you're on zoom or you are having to social distance and I really commend you for that because I didn't have to experience that to that big of a scale when I only had it to a certain degree of me just feeling alone when there are hundreds of people around me And I just struggled so much because I didn't feel like I was myself. So that's why I started vlogging because I thought I'm going to pretend like I'm talking to my best friends from home. And it's going to make me feel more at home, more comforted in my new city. But here's the gag. So the reason I tell you about that night when Sarah came over, pulled an all-nighter, and then our other friend who lives here goes to Berkeley Mason. We were in the same friend group in high school. So we all hung out and it was just a good old tender time. And that was the first time since moving to Boston in the two, three months where I had really felt seen and where I really felt like myself, which I feel like may sound a little bit dramatic, but, you know, it's this line of you don't always show your full personality to everyone when you meet them for the first time. You know, we see ourselves on social media and it's this highlight reel. And for me, especially being at Berkeley, um, I guess a good way to put it is I really struggled in the beginning because, you know, there's a need to preface. They don't know your personality to the full degree. They're learning bits and pieces about you still. And I had a hard time because I would reached out to so many people and I got blown off a few times. And I was just trying to make new friends where it's like they'll hype you up on the gram and they'll be super nice on social media, but then they will not acknowledge you in the street, which I get, you know, sometimes people just don't see each other, but be a point to where I'd say I'd like wave and they'd look down your phones and... That is, I think, a reason why I have certain qualms with 
quote-unquote Berkeley culture I talk about because it does feel very transactional and it feels like, oh, I'm going to acknowledge you if I feel like I have something to gain from you. More than anything, this is a very small percentage at Berkeley and people are so kind and you know my favorite pastime is to support other people. Hype up their music, hype up their art, it's free and it just is a great feeling to inspire, or not inspire, but encourage other people to continue doing what they love. But having Sarah back in town was just the first time I had really felt like myself in a long time is the simplest way to put it. I really drew that out for you guys, but I'm painting the picture. I'm painting the ambiance for you. So I dropped Sarah off after a like little 16 hour, um, you know, meet and greet, get back together reunion. And I decided to walk home. So Boston, there is this huge park called the Boston Commons. And there are these fat squirrels in there because the commons is kind of a touristy spot. And so everyone goes and they feed them. So I just had, I guess, I guess you could consider this a mental breakdown. Excusez-moi, s'il vous plaît. Pardon me. And I record myself crying in front of the squirrels because I was so homesick and I was so sad after I got post-homie depression is a good way of how I like to put it because I had just felt so loved again and so seen and that's something I'm still struggling with now to where there are sometimes before I had such a solid quarantine group I just hadn't felt loved in so long and so to feel that love again from a friend because I'm the type of person where I think friendships are so super duper important to me and I consider them to be family and I felt so embraced and just fully able to be myself with no preface when Sarah came to town to feeling essentially alone which may seem like a bit of an overstretch because of course I had new friends and whatnot but you know I mean I don't have to tell you guys it's not the same so I recorded a one minute 31 second video of myself crying in the comments I haven't watched it I got the snapchat memory of Sarah and I being together so that's how I knew oh it's been a year and I think I told myself I want to watch this year from now so we're gonna watch it together we're gonna listen to it together not the full thing um I just think it's gonna be interesting and hopefully I've come a long way I feel like I have but let's dive in future Rachel oh my gosh uh, I don't know hey future Rachel oh my god oh my gosh I don't know why I'm recording this but <laughs> I thought you might enjoy it for later so you can laugh at how stupid you are but I just want to go home oh no this is so sad so much but I just want to go home and see everybody I just miss my people so much. It's so hard here. Um, I have really great friends. I love them so much. But, you know, I have to remind myself. This is me talking through it. Sorry. Um, um. I don't know who I'm apologizing to because I literally record this to not go anywhere. Maybe I thought I was going to put it in a vlog. That'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just walking by watching me have, like, a little car sesh, but... Oh, no. <laughs> The way I'm trying to laugh through this, but my eyes are like bloodshot red. Anyways, I look cute. I have a fluffy pink head warmer on. Still a moment. I just have to remind myself, like, really sad, you know. Um, I've been friends with everybody, like, the most important people in my life for like seven years or at least four. So it just takes time. It's okay, and I have really good friends here, but I just want to go home because I miss my people. Oh, this is... I don't know why I'm making y'all listen to this with me. This is so sad. Um, I'm happy to say that I'm doing much better. And this is... Honestly, it makes me kind of happy in a weird way. I guess melancholy to see that 
I was really having such a hard time and I've grown a lot from that. I mean, I joke all the time about everything being character development, but I really do think that was good character development for me to learn how to, well, first of all, with quarantine, live with myself, but also learn to grow as an individual outside of the friends that I had back home because I felt like that was a big part of my identity. I kind of watch more. Um, all the fat squirrels are getting a oh real God. good show today. Talk to you later. I got this. It's gonna be okay. Aw, me telling myself it's gonna be okay. Well, you know what, Rachel? It is okay. Because we're doing a lot better now, and you feel really loved. Oh, excuse me. Spilled on my own spit. Uh, and I feel really loved by my quarantine friends here. And of course, you know, you're always gonna have ups and downs. But I still, to this day, remind myself of what I was saying in that video where my one of my best friends from home, Billy, said, Rach, We've known each other for seven years, and it's taken us till the last three years to really become best friends. So these things just take time, which obviously it feels, you know, like, whoa, how did that even happen? But in due time, uh, to my freshman friends who are freshmen in this chaotic year, academically, socially, politically, everything, uh, I'm so proud of you. And I'm proud of everyone in general because it's hard to be a student right now. It is so hard to balance mental health and, as musicians, creativity and that intrinsic motivation to cre keep creating and have that drive and also stay on top of schoolwork and just, you know, be there for your friends, be there for your family, show your best self. So it's a lot and I'm proud of us. But one year later check-in, I didn't, I haven't cried in front of the fat squirrels in a hot minute. We're doing better. I feel good. Oh, that's nice to say. Okay, so we've gone through that. Let's get in so- oh, first of all, let's do a little rest of the week uh, catch-up because let me tell y'all. Um, I think I got- alright, no I did. I got body shamed again this week. If it's not the kung flu, it's, it's another thing. Let me tell you. So, I was just minding my own business. After class, go on the gram and I get- <laughs> I get a comment that says wide boy from some random dude. Don't follow him. He's a private account. He has like 600 followers, which is just like that. I'm saying that to show that he's not just a troll. So that's where, well, he could still be a troll, but not one of those accounts where they just make it solely to just, you know, be mean to people on the internet. So he comments that and I went on my spam on my um, private story on Snapchat. And I was like, did I just get body shamed again? Because sadly, this isn't the first time this has happened. I am like, I guess what I, I fall under the category of what is considered mid-size is what I've seen lately on like TikTok and Instagram. And it's been a long journey because I had a lot of body image issues. Well, throughout my whole life, I mean, my mom used to fucking lock the fridge from me. Like she put a padlock on the fridge so I wouldn't eat at night, which the, um, the, 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 what is it called? The reasoning kind i see her point i appreciate it but in the moment and when you look back at the picture of a padlock on a fridge kind of sad but you know what i ended up chubby anyways <laughs> nevertheless uh and then i got bullied a lot in middle school on ask fm y'all do you guys remember ask fm where i was called like back titties uh i tried out for the dance team in eighth grade for our high school and they're like the reason you didn't make it someone said on ask if i'm the reason you didn't make it is because you're fat uh no one wants a fat girl blah blah blah, blah. i've been called a land whale and so it's sad but you know 
I've kind of gotten used to it, so I wasn't too phased by someone commenting wide boy on my Instagram. But first of all, I was like, how did you find my Instagram? I don't know if the, it was under my last Instagram post, which is the picture of me in the green pants and the purple top. And the location of it is swag, 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 swag. Because I'm just a quirky, ironic bitch, I guess. Ugh, shut up, Rachel. So I don't know how he found it. But I would like to say thank you to my friends because y'all are also kind and reassuring because this was not the week for someone to body shame me because I already had was having body image issues that day um but my friend one of my friends Morgan she is so fast she is so she (laughs) she comments I have to read this to you guys I hope it's still there oh but basically she zooms in on his profile picture finds out where he goes to school finds out his football number like his football jersey number and comments back at him and finds his name and that scared him away so I appreciate that. I appreciate... <laughs> I I usually, I just leave them be. But the moment that... I have such great friends to where they will go and they will... Once they see something's happening to me, they will go defend me and just tell, you know, whoever to fuck off. Um, and usually I just let those people be. But the minute that they say something about my friends, if they're trying to defend me, that's when I will interject because he started being rude and making fun of my friend's features, which are beautiful. And, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole um, positive rant about how, I mean, everyone is beautiful no matter what. And the reason why we find so many flaws within ourselves is because we've just been given this, you know, this, I guess, like a stereotype, you know, this like unrealistic body image from media that we've grown up with, from what we've seen, from what has been taught in our cultures, whether it's Western culture, whether it's Asian culture, to be more white or for Western culture to be more skinny and then it all intersects and everything and all that. You know how I feel about that. Um, but the minute someone says anything about my friends, that's when I will come in and I will interject. I didn't delete his comment. Morgan scared him away because she was like, Andrew, I know your football number and I know where you go to school. So it's nice that my friends have my back and I just wanted to change chat about that a little bit. But you know what? Uh, say lovey, I guess. Uh, que sera, que sera, as Miss Miley Cyrus said. <laughs> Tea check. Sorry. Sip, sip, sip. I don't know if you guys want me to cut that out. I don't feel like editing this episode because I have been editing a lot of things lately. Oh, which is, you know, other thing. Starting back up on my YouTube grind, I guess. I guess. I did a few singing videos because I was trying to get better with my viewpoint of myself as a vocalist because we all know that I not only have body image issues, I also have uh, confidence issues when it comes to singing, but it's a slow and steady growth process and I'm feeling a lot better and you know, it's just human nature. There are days where it's good and there are days where it's bad and that's completely valid and that is okay. I feel like this episode is just me reassuring myself, but let's get into some some drama, some juice, if you will. Um, let's talk about dating in a panty. Listen, listen, y'all. I joke all the time about being a white man's whore, uh, and maybe it's bad, and maybe I shouldn't say that, but listen, can you blame me? Like, sorry I want a colonizer. It's just I've grown up around white people my whole life. <laughs> I mean, I've been oppressed enough, <laughs> I say, as a, you know... Um, well-off Asian adopted child I'm aware I'm perfectly privileged and fine but um (laughs) yeah so I've been on Bumble a lot lately because one I let my friend use my phone number for Tinder because I deleted it because I was annoyed with it and she got us banned I don't know how I think it's kind of funny 
And then Hinge, I didn't like the layout of Hinge, so I just used Bumble. And I started talking to this dude for hopefully, I hope I've like scared him away by now if he's listening to this podcast. Hope he's doing great. Um, hope he's, you know, saving the world, I guess. Or maybe not saving the world. I have my thoughts. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, he's saving people, which is very kind, very good. Um, but I'll, I'll elaborate. So we know, we all know my leftist bitch ass is not pro-military, like whatsoever. So I match with this boy and his little, like, you know how you can say where your career is? It said USAF and I didn't know what that meant. Turns out it means U.S. Air Force. Um, and of course, when people comment on disliking the military, disliking such and such, it's not a direct attack on the veterans. It's a direct attack. Or not a direct I shouldn't say direct attack. That sounds so violent. But it is a comment on the government spending towards military when we could be putting all of that money that's going into... Excuse me. I'm sorry. That was a really intense one. That was kind of grody. But... It goes all that spending when it could be going into education and helping the homeless and such and such. Um, but anyways, start talking to this boy. We like chitty chat for three weeks. I was pretty sure we were talking because, you know, he would like converse with me throughout the day, every day for the past three weeks. Then he was like, we should, or I, I suggested we hang out, but then his, uh, there was like, you know, COVID safety and everything. And then he was like, we should hang out before I leave. And I was like, oh, leave to where? And he's like, I have to go to war so he literally said let me go to war real quick okay not actually i'm being dramatic he didn't actually go to war he's going to like naval base training or not naval whatever the u.s air force army is but here's the gag he's in texas that's not fair how is he in texas before i can go to texas what's that about this man really said let me talk to this girl for three weeks and go to war Eh. like let me go back to vietnam before she goes back to vietnam adoption jokes oh also happy international adoption month wow how fun and fresh it's just an even more elevated time for me to make really bad adoption jokes so i just thought that was funny he's a really nice dude i really hope he's doing well best of luck to him air forcing and whatnot you know i love air force ones i just bought a new pair the other week actually sorry that was a very very bad joke but dating in a panty let's talk about that I talked about that a little bit last episode. Kissed a boy. Then he was like, you know any parties? Like, a few days after, because he texted me. And I was like, baby, not in this panty. Um, So, what the fuck? Don't be a fucking dick and lie about when you say you've been safe about COVID. Because I was like, are you safe? Like, have you been taking precaution? And then I decided to go hang out with him because I am a little over trusting at times I feel like because I will just take people by word because you know I want to believe everyone is being the best person they can be um is a nice person and means nice things I guess uh so I have been warned by my friends that I can easily be taken advantage of which is something I'm trying to get a little bit better at to grow a little bit more of a backbone but yeah, don't be a fucking dick and lie about how you've been treating the pandemic. That's not cute. That's not fun and fresh. But yeah, I'm just up there on Bumble, Chai Chai. And what I have to say is nice about, because I'm like what you would consider, I guess, like a late bloomer. I'm 19, just had my first kiss. I've never dated anyone. I'm a virgin, as you can tell. <laughs> and so it is perfectly okay to be a quote unquote late bloomer. Um, 
you know, everything comes in time. For me, it took, like, hanging out with that one dude to make me comfortable talking about, you know, that uh, it's okay to be horny on Maine. It's okay because it's so, it's so stigmatized, especially for women to have, I mean, like, we all have a fucking libido. I think that's the right word. Um, to just, you know, we're sexual beings. I know, this isn't call her daddy, but... Um, that it's okay to talk about these things and it's good to be open about it and it's good to just I mean for me it's nice to just talk to you guys about everything because to me this feels like I'm talking to my friends and I feel at home and I feel comforted but what's what I was saying was it's nice starting my dating life a little later in life because I get great advice from my friends who have already been in many situations and it's okay to be a quote-unquote late bloomer it doesn't devalue anything it doesn't mean literally anything all in due time, um, and whatever you're comfortable with, as long as you're comfortable with it, baby, go ahead, do your thing, you know? So what's really nice too is I got some really great advice from my friend Maddie. Maddie, if you're listening to this, I love you. And he was telling me about how it's important because I was freaking out about Duke, which is the name we gave the last boy I talked about last week who I kissed. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if he likes me. I don't know if that was a date, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he said, Rachel, you need to know your worth. Like, there will be a guy who comes along who wants to make the effort to talk to you. And, of course, I think, you know, relationships and everything should be equal amounts. And, but it, I don't, I feel like I could easily fall into the tendency of being the chaser instead of being chased, which I feel like is a bad way to put it because it shouldn't just be like this, like, back and forth, like, I don't know, race, if that makes sense, the way that chase sounds, but... I think you see where I'm headed with this. Just knowing your worth is so important and that I shouldn't have to compromise my values, um, you know, my safety in regards to COVID, my beliefs or anything to kiss a colonizer. So ladies, ladies, guys, gals, everyone, listen to that. That's some, that's some Rachel advice. Rachel, really, Rachel, Rachel profiling, Rachel profiling relationship realness. Ooh, we all know I love alliteration. So, what's going down with for Thanksgiving, girls, girlies? Um, <laughs> let me tell you what's going down for Thanksgiving with me. I'm going to be in Boston the whole time because my mommy canceled our Thanksgiving because she is really immunocompromised. She's in her 70s. As you know, I'm adopted, so my parents adopted me when they are a bit older, so both my parents are a bit older. My dad lives in Florida for his job, so he would have to fly from Florida to Connecticut where my mom lives, and that's where we usually all meet up. We all link up where there's a pack party where we all link up, so we thought it'd be best with COVID cases rising to stay safe and be super precautious and just not have Thanksgiving together this year, which... I was kind of disappointed about because, you know, I love my family. I love seeing them. I love my pug. And I miss them. So what am I going to do instead? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm working Black Friday, first of all. Working Black Friday at Urban Outfitters, that'll be interesting. I think, I mean, it's a good thing I love working there because my coworkers are the shit. I love talking to them. Uh, It's just a hoot. It's a fun time. I hate that I said that. Guys, if y'all are listening, I don't know. I'm worried you guys don't think I'm cool. (laughs) So, just know I love working with y'all. Y'all are the shit. Anyways, I'm probably gonna make a box of mac and cheese, and I'm gonna get a rotisserie chicken from Whole Foods, and maybe find some frozen stuffing from Trader Joe's, and that's gonna be my Thanksgiving. And uh, maybe I'll watch a Christmas movie. There aren't really no Thanksgiving movies. 
Um, and then I'm going to acknowledge my leftist ass is going to acknowledge the fact that Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Columbus bad, Columbus bad, and read my land acknowledgement, which my class had me do about I shouldn't laugh. I wasn't like oh like why did that make me do that, but just me thinking about how I'm always bringing up everything and anything. Um, a land acknowledgement about how we are on stolen land. Y'all think about that. So. Shout out to my indigenous brothers and sisters. We should recognize and appreciate and fight for you just as much. But I came prepared for this podcast episode, like I was saying. So Thanksgiving is a is a is a time for a lot of us. You know, maybe you're having a big reunion with your or you shouldn't be having a big reunion, but you're reuniting with extended family who might not share political views, who might not be aware of some issues surrounding thanksgiving the history behind it the history behind a lot of things we mean we just had a fucking election so that's a lot to intake and people are gonna want to talk about it so i decided i wanted to talk a little bit about how to approach these topics obviously i am a 19 year old girl who you know is just going about life and learning how to adult in my own ways and how to handle certain relationships situations on my own so everything i say i guess take with a grain of salt um, but I thought it would be really important to talk about this, how to approach politics at Thanksgiving, how to approach social issues, all of that, because undeniably, I think it will be brought up, especially in conversations where maybe your family isn't as aware. Like, I literally had to explain to my mom earlier this summer when they were taking statues down, she was like, why, why are they taking Columbus down? Like, what did he do? Why is he bad? And I realized, oh, they really just my mom is a boomer just not saying like she's a boomer but she just genuinely like is a baby boomer and they just didn't teach her that in her education they didn't tell her the truth so let's talk about a few things navigating difficult family conversations at thanksgiving and i like to thank my feminine queer lit class when we talked about this because this is where i got this idea from so a big thing for me is I talk to you guys all the time about towing this line of having empathy for those who just might not know what it's like being in any minority community, but also knowing that they have the resources and they should have the empathy for me as well and others to look up and make sure that they are being considerate. They are taking in the fact that maybe they do have internalized racism. Uh, maybe they have said a microaggression and not get defensive when someone says, oh, sorry, I just hit my hydroflask, when someone says something has hurt them. So that's why practicing compassion for yourself, especially, and for others is super important. To me, I like to believe no one would intentionally try to hurt my feelings. So I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, which isn't, you know, obviously it's different for everybody, especially when it, it comes to an attack or, excuse me, I shouldn't say attack because I don't think it would ever be intentional, but just to when it comes to something that harms your identity, that directly diminishes your validity as a person and your worth and your identity, be sure to be compassionate for yourself and be able to know when to step away. Um, something we talked about is having a 15-minute interval with if you're trying to educate someone on a certain situation and you just feel like you're working nowhere with this conversation for 15 minutes you have every right to say, okay, I'm going to walk away from this conversation because if it can be exhausting for you emotionally and just, you know, that's for a lot of us, this affects directly who we are and our worth as a person and our validity to take up space, which I talk about all the time. You have, you deserve every right to take up space, which is something that 
we always feel like we are fighting for in minority communities and the fact that we just constantly get pinned against one another it's always you know just I could divulge on that forever but just know that you have every right to take a space and to walk away from conversations um laying the groundwork in advance uh identify your fears hopes and expectations that's kind of just mentally preparing beforehand for these conversations if you know you're about to interact with a family member who strongly disagrees with you on certain beliefs um maybe just be like well you can watch this if this isn't getting anywhere well i'm going to recommend this to you just not in a condescending way just be like hey well i watch this and this is why i think this because more than anything i think these conversations should be for kindly educating one another identify allies who can support you and ask them for the specific kind of support you need so if there's someone in your family at the function who you know agrees with you and you end up this conversation know that you are there for each other and be able to have those conversations with those people obviously we need to talk to people who disagree with us but also knowing that we have someone who is going to agree and support can just be super comforting um oh during conversations use i statements this is something that you talk about in our class I shared a post on my Instagram, which I had mentioned, about the importance of voting Biden because I had been affected by the Trump administration because someone felt oh so bold to try and deport me because (laughs) I'm an international adoption and they assumed immediately that I was legal. And so I was sharing that story because I thought it was important for people to hear it from someone they know, someone who it becomes more personable because I am a part of their life or they see me at least on social media and they know who I am and they know what I'm like and that I'm a real, tangible person. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an influencer. I'm not like this figure who you just watch from the outside. You guys know me to another degree. So sometimes hearing conversations with the use of I statements make it more i guess um what's it called edible um absorbable for people to understand that this is a real thing that happens to people and that it affects people's daily lives no matter what situation you're talking about uh to confront behavior or ideas rather than people not a thing where it's like you are well obviously if people someone's a racist call them out be like okay um but you know you know what i'm trying to imply is that say that was racist what your statement just said that is a microaggression because no one i mean obviously no one i don't know anyone who would like to be called a racist i've never seen anyone who would like to be called a racist and they're immediately going to become defensive if you say you're a bigot you are a racist you are homophobic you are transphobic they're just not going to listen you can say you shouldn't say that because that is transphobic you shouldn't say that or you say see that statement obviously you aren't going to talk like you're you know, in an academic saying, that statement hurt me because that is inherently transphobic. That is inherently xenophobic. But to say, hey man, don't say that. That hurts my feelings because what you just said is very xenophobic. What you just said is very racist. It's homophobic. It's inconsiderate. Whatever category that falls under. I thought that was really important. And just to take breaks. Go do, don't go be like, hey man, I'm gonna go do the dishes. Hey mommy, I'm gonna go clean my closet or I'm gonna go take a nap or I'm gonna go use the restroom. It's okay to step away, just like I was saying before. I just thought those were really important key things to keep in mind when it comes to Thanksgiving. I've had my own issues where it's hard talking to people you care about, people in your family who don't understand 
why you are fighting so hard for what you believe in because it affects you as a person as a minority child and like I said I never want to sound like woe is me because I'm very much aware that as an Asian American woman I have a lot of privilege I you know I could go into it and there's you know obviously a lot of racism in the Asian community too which we do need to touch on but it's at the end of the day I'm still a minority and sometimes having a fully white family can be a little hard especially when I came to embrace and realize what it meant to me being Asian and in I guess celebrating that um and also having situations where I was racially profiled and them not understanding why I am fighting so hard for not only me as an Asian person but for the black community for you know any other you know the trans um transgender community I almost said transphobic community god (laughs) imagine imagine if I was transphobic that was a special call out to Levi. Levi and I talk all the time about if, like, imagine if I was transphobic and he was racist. We simply would not be roommates. Nevertheless, it's hard. And I think it's because I have to remind myself they genuinely don't know what it's like to have your presence questioned, to have your existence questioned, to have parts of you, your identity, and who you are be thrown to the wind and pushed aside and all of that so just know that there are a lot of people who love you and support you i am assured of that if you're listening to this podcast it sounds cliche but i love you and i care about you and you know you can always reach out whether text me dm me whatever and i'm happy to help you through these difficult conversations obviously I'm not like a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything but just talking about it sometimes just like when I say help you through it I mean you can just rant my ear off and I am all ears so that is our episode today we covered a lot of things we talked about all of the good stuff I really hope you guys are having a good week I know for some people it's finals and godspeed brother man that is (laughs) That is tough, but remember, as long as you do your best, that is truly all you can do. That literally is all you can do. We are in a pandemic. We are in a lot of things right now. So treat yourself. Watch your favorite show. Buy something that makes you happy. It's okay. At the end of the day, does it all really matter? Ooh, I'm going to leave you with that. Think about that a little bit. All right. I love you guys. I will see you next week or maybe even later this week with another special episode of Rachel Profiling. All right. Oh, voice crack. Bum, ba-da-da-da-da-dum. Ba-dum, bum. <laughs>